You're listening to the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's your host, Sir Colin Campbell, alongside Gary A. McGowan. And you're tuned into the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. We have a special guest uh, by popular demand, I must say. Uh, the guest is none other than Brian Ellis. <laughs> Brian, how you doing, my man? Hey, doing amazing. How are you? I'm good. I'm loving. Okay. We didn't mention this in any of the pre-show or anything like that, but I am loving what's right behind you on the wall there. Yeah. What is that? The lion there. The lion. The lion. Yeah. We got a, we got a nice, some, some nice wall art here. Just a lion. And, and I just got some quotes up on the other sides here, but uh, yeah, you know, oh, I see, I see Mike, uh, I see Mike from uh Yeah. Suits. There's Mike. There's oh, there Mike. you go. <laughs> Mike, Ross. Mike, and, Mike and Harvey got my back back here. There we go. Nice, nice. Love it. <laughs> Beautiful, Love beautiful. It. So yeah, uh, Brian Ellis is on the show with us today and one of the uh, the top individual agents and and uh, I'll call it out right now. One of the, the coolest TikTokers that I that I know as well uh, pro- provides some tremendous amount of uh, content <laughs> there. But um, uh, Brian, for those of us that don't know you, uh, who's, who's Brian Ellis? Give us that 60 second background bio before we get into all the, the nit and gritty of everything. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. Uh, I've been in real estate uh, 10 years, uh, based out of Kitchener, uh, Waterloo. Uh, married with uh, two baby girls, they're seven and five. And uh, just working hard, having fun, and living the dream. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so there's there's actually, you even though that was probably 30 seconds, I actually took a lot out <laughs> from that. So, um, you know, a, a younger dad and balancing life and, and everything like that, and an individual agent, there's lots that we can go on here, Colin. Uh, but absolutely, you know, talk to, give us a little bit of a baseline, if you will, before we get into some of those questions. Talk to us a little bit about your business, where it com- <laughs> comes from, uh, who, who your clients are and, and the like. Yeah, totally. So uh, my, my business, it comes from three sources, really. It's uh, social media, past clients, and referrals. And um, uh, most of my clients are, you know, busy families, uh, just like myself. And, um, and what, what, uh, what was the other question there, uh, Gary? Yeah, talk to it. Yeah, yeah. So, where your clients are coming from through your sphere of influence, in a sense, and and uh, how how are you connecting with those clients? You know, what, what's what's kind of your number one source, or how important do you feel that is? Yeah. So, you know, I, sometimes I'm like a broken record, but for me, I just always say it, it's social media because social media is the hub where I keep in touch with you know my past clients, keeping in touch with you know, just, just everyone, um, gaining new people, social media is the hub. And I love it because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not in your face. Like if someone's chilling at the end of the day, you know, maybe they can connect with me at at night and their downtime. It's, it's not me, you know, bugging them per se. Right. It's, it's kind of this enjoyable two way street, you know, they're staying in touch with me. I'm staying in touch with them. It's, it's something that really fits well from, for, for me at least. 
Yeah, cool. Interesting, interesting. So a few people are stopping um, in to say hi here, Colin, before you take over. Uh, Stevie Susie says, uh, woo, woo, Brian, I should say. <laughs> and yeah. then hey, it, Stevie. <laughs> the, the, I, got, I got the stream up on my phone, and forever, for whatever reason, it didn't come up in our notes here. But um, <laughs> Jenna Jenna has the exact same line on her wall that, that you do on yours. Mm. So all awesome. of a sudden, That's you guys awesome. just became best friends. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're, um, you did mention social media a lot. Which is your preferred choice? Is it TikTok? Is it uh, IG, Facebook, where you spend most of your time or you're seeing most of your, you're attracting most of your clients? Yeah. So traditionally it was always, uh, it was always Facebook. I even, even uh, in the early days I was on Twitter and I've gotten business from Twitter, but that's kind of dialed back now, but basically Facebook, Instagram and, uh, and TikTok. Um, but Facebook and Instagram, but you know, just everyone of course used to be on Facebook and then everyone migrated, let's say five years ago more to Instagram and then TikTok's the new kid in town, right? So before all the kids were on Instagram, now all the kids are on, you know, TikTok, but it's not just the kids now. Like I've connected with a lot of people, you know, old, older than, uh, than us here on, uh, on TikTok, but it's definitely the up and coming social media platform. So obviously as an agent, you got to be there. Otherwise you're going to be left behind. And, mm-hmm. um, I had a, a video go viral on TikTok, So I went from 200 followers to 25,000 followers in two days. Wow. So, okay. There, there's, okay. There's, there's a lot. Well, we first thing there. before you do that, Gary. Yeah. So anyone who's listening, they need to go follow Brian Ellis mm-hmm. on TikTok and Instagram. So do that now. And sorry to Gary. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how, how do people get a hold of you on TikTok, Brian? Yeah, it's, uh, it's at Brian Keith Ellis. At Brian Keith Ellis. There you go. Go follow. So you'll, you'll get another 25,000 followers before the end of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or 25. I can't read one of those two numbers. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in between there. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. You said something pretty cool. Cause we've had some other people on too, like for instance, a Stevie Susie that Stevie. has had some really cool, um, exposure, uh, on TikTok and, and, or social media, we should, we should say. So, okay. What's it like to go from, you know, the few hundred followers to like you said, the 25,000 and them, you know, there, you do have a video that like you said, gone, went, went viral. And the last time I looked, I quickly took a glance. It was well over 3 million views, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. What? yeah. <laughs> it was my 15 minutes of fame, so to speak. Eh? So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very good. 3.6 million views. There you go, Colin. That's Whoa. the number. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so what was it? Because I have it right here, but I can, I can explain oh, it, yeah. but you were in it. So tell, tell us what it was and, and yeah. uh, the uniqueness of it, perhaps. Yeah, so, uh, well, basically, my clients bought an old church in Princeton, Ontario, just outside, 30 minutes outside Kitchener. And uh, they converted it into a, a beautiful, unique dream home. So it was just me opening the front doors to the church and doing a a quick little tour. And we originally shot it actually for Instagram Reels because we thought, okay, well, Instagram Reels, um, they're really pushing that. But then I, of course, also posted it on on TikTok. And uh, I posted around 2 o'clock one day and then... 
it was like four o'clock that day. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like it, it just got 20,000 views. Checked again another few minutes. It just got another 40,000 views. So I knew it was going viral when it just kind of spread like fire like that. But just a really unique property. Um, one thing I love about TikTok is it's always put to cool music. So it was put to some, uh, just, a, just a fun song and uh, put a little bit of details about the property in there. And then I put a link to the, the listing and the YouTube video on my on TikTok there. So um, got a bunch of views from there. Yeah, kind of it, it boosted everything. I got a bunch of followers even on Instagram, but just was a really cool, unique home. And uh, people love seeing it. A lot of people like doing comments saying, oh, I think it's haunted, you know, <laughs> kind of silly stuff like that. But uh, I made sure to kind of like and comment on everyone's video. Uh, TikTok eventually kind of put me in uh, social media jail because I was liking and commenting, you know, because I thought the more likes and comments, the more engagement. But they kind of yeah. banned me from commenting for 24 hours. So then I, I got out and kept at it. But, you, you know, in social media engagements, of course, important. But, yeah, this was a cool house. And uh I've had a little bit of success still with uh, some certain videos, but TikTok definitely challenges you to do marketing. And this is what I think we'll see more of is, you know, in, in really interesting and in new ways. Not everyone wants to see, you know, a, a five minute long video, but if it's 10 seconds and it's, let's say, share worthy, then it catches on better. Yeah. So now you mentioned share worthy. Sorry, dear gear. Um, for someone who is getting into the industry, who has decided, okay, I'm going to build my business or build a, um, one of my arm as in lead generation arm from social media, uh, how does one create such shareworthy content, savable content? Sorry, can you hear me, Colin? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you need me to repeat what was said? I unplugged my speakers. Now I, uh, it's yeah, kind of freezing up or something. Okay. We still got you. Let, it, let us know when you can hear us and we're good to go. So what are the, you jump in here, Brian, when, when you get us back, uh, one of the cool things here, Colin, is that, that Brian mentioned is, you know, this type of marketing or social media marketing. Uh, I think I might've froze up on my end. I'm, I can't hear you guys. Is, is uh, we can hear might you just to, uh, I might have to get out and come back in again. Okay, do that. We got you. Yeah, go and come back. Yes. Um, so as I, as I was saying, and, and as, as Brian was alluding to, uh, TikTok social media is a platform or all social media platforms, you know, it's not necessarily in someone's face. That is it. From the aggressive point, right? And and people can tune you out as fast as as fast as they as they as they want, right? And um, that's that to me is the really uniqueness part of it. Um, as, but as it was the same thing that uh, it was the same thing that Stevie and Haley said. You know, yeah. on social media, you can reach out and they'll respond whenever they feel like. 
and you're never coming across as that person, you know, who's always pushy. And, you know, we're going to be asking Brian, what are some of the things that he's doing when he's just reaching out, connecting with his uh, potential uh, clients as well. Uh, but my question that, w- that was being asked, Brian, um, what is what are the secrets to creating a share worthy and savable um, message in in social media? So I, I guess uh, to some degree, it depends, it depends on the platform, like with TikTok, if it's, but, but I guess there is some commonalities. Um, humor is, is usually a, a huge one. And it, it's always a balance, right? Because there's some agents that just do these ridiculous listing videos, right? Where, you know, maybe they're doing a rap or something and it's just really out there, but you know, at the end of the day, this is selling people's often hugest asset. So it's a really delicate balance. You don't want to, you got to treat it with a lot of care, but um, to make it share worthy humor, just uniqueness, interesting, it has to be fairly fast paced. Um, it, it's kind of interesting in real estate because it's like, okay, here's another three bedroom, two bathroom home. So sometimes it can be a challenge to, to create something unique and that is share worthy. And at the end of the day, not everything's going to be share worthy, but if you kind of wrap it all together, kind of in a, in a unique package where you do uh, some things that are share worthy, some things you're, you're going to do and and no one's maybe going to care, but at least you have the yeah. audience there because you're creating something special. Yep. But um, yep. so there, yeah, there's, uh, and, and just like my video that went viral, I didn't, I, well, I knew that listing video, I knew it was going to be my most watched listing video on, uh, on Instagram or sorry, on, on YouTube, it got 10,000 views, uh, before that our record was a thousand views. But, um, yeah, people just want to watch something that's, you know, I I think number one is probably fun, something fun and exciting. Yeah. Something interesting, something unique. And and I think it's important too. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love, 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 love when realtors bring their own personality and humor to it. Right. Cause for years it was very straight lace and this is that three bedroom, like just as you said, and this is the bathroom, here's the kitchen, like create some humor around it, have some fun with it because that's your personality. And it's almost like people had to be given permission uh, to have a personality on social media or on camera. I love it. I, I, I think those are the videos for me. I watch those videos more than, than anything else. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. yeah. And in addition to that, it also allowed the agent to pretty much be themselves because they're seeing you outside of, you know, the suit and tie and Gary, it might just be you with your baseball cap now. And when they show up at, at when you show up at that home, that is how they expect to see you. They don't need this, you know, you don't need to go be that different person for them. So it allows us to, I think, in a sense, to truly be who we are. And if we're authentic, that is going to show through. And that connection is made because um, our last uh, video about social media, a lot was said about authenticity. So, Brian, tell us a bit about that. And that's the same. That's the same thing I always say, right? Like people want to do business with people they like, know, and trust. 
and yeah. I'm 100% the same way. Absolutely. So, yeah, the, the last thing you want to be is someone that you're not and you're now connecting with people that you're not. It's just not going to work, right? So that's been one of my maybe secret to successes is I just kind of laser focus on everything in life, but especially who I'm working with. Because when it's a fit, it's amazing. And when it's not a fit, like, it's horrendous, right? So, uh, you know, I always say good people know good people. If they're a problem client, all their friends probably are as well. So you, <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's well said. That's well said. And and talk to us a little bit about, you know, you're on the show today because you're also one of the top producers as an individual agent. And um, we've had the opportunity to, to interview a lot of top teams and, and uh, team owners and how they, you know, manage their team and everything like that. But the reality is, uh, Brian, this is exactly why you're here today is, th you know, there's you know, really the majority of the real estate world in a sense is almost operates as an individual agent and love to talk to you about that. Uh, who do you have around you to support you and your business before we kind of get into some of the other questions around that? I'd love to know about that first. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so two uh, part-time uh, admins, uh, my media professional, my stager, and then just of course the the other background people that everyone has. You know, home, uh, lawyer, uh, home inspector, um, you know, sign installer. Uh, just everyone kind of in in the background uh, like that. But um, yeah, I, I do like it to be kind of small and fast moving and personal. That's one unique thing that, that I try to do. What I, what I like that was mentioned there, Gear, and thanks for mentioning this, Brian, is as much as you're an individual agent, you're leveraging these other professionals. And you're saying, yes, I'm the individual working in this transaction. However, I don't come alone. I have my lawyer, I have my stager, I have my realist. So that there just shows power. And I think so many agents sell themselves short by just saying, yeah, it's me alone. Yes, you're an individual agent. However, leverage the people in your circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I guess one key piece, too, that I didn't mention as well is, you know, like myself, I work with people I like, know, and trust. So if typically... 99% of the time, if I get a sign call, I'll pass it off to someone else and, and just do a referral on it. Okay. Wow. There's a, there's a whole door you just opened up there. <laughs> Whoa. And, and, and Colin, Colin knows how I operate. I love referrals. <laughs> yes. uh, we, I, talk to us, okay, what that means, you know, essentially is, Brian, you're receiving a sign call, which is somebody calling on one of your listings, right? Yeah. And, and you're there to, you know, work in the best interest of your seller and also the best interest of you and your family. Mm -hmm. and, and you see an opportunity to refer that potential buyer to somebody else, not really associated within your team, but whom I'm assuming you have a great business relationship with. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, and what, what you're doing and talk to us why this is so important. You're protecting your time, your family's time by doing that. I'd love to get into that a little bit because as individual agents, I mean, we've all been there at some point where we're going, you know, hundred miles an hour. We haven't been home for dinner in three weeks. And, but you, I, from what I'm sensing, you're, you, you see the bigger picture there. Talk to us about that 
Yeah, so it's it's something in my business that I that, that's worked really well for me. Um, you know, as, as you're starting out in real estate, you'll grab on to anything, right? But um, yeah, you know, I, I have the base that drives me forward, and I, I basically do. Uh, you know, we can talk more about this too. But I basically, you know, my, my goal every year is to do 50 deals a year. We're at 31 right now, uh, so I had a, I had a schedule, but. Um, you know, it's, it's, I guess, partly too, talking about the solo agent part is, and part of my success is, yeah, some people want to grow big teams. I want to do what I like and love. And I don't want to be leading a big team and not now working with people buying and selling homes, which I love. I don't love, you know, training agents. That's not me. So that's why with these referrals, I send it off. They're competent in what they're doing, but I send it and that's it. You know, I, I trust them to, to wrap it up at the end of the day. If they don't buy that home, they'll buy another home or maybe that lead doesn't buy a home at all, right? You, you know how it is, but um, it's, it's just really about freeing up my time to do what I wanna do, who I wanna do it with, if that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Now help us to, to dig a little deeper on that, because as like you rightfully said, at a solo agent, um, you know, your goal is still 50 deals a year. And when you when you now get into the industry, you know, even if there's a showing in Sault Ste. Marie, you almost want to go to that because, you know, that's your only deal you might have. When did that switch happen in your business for you to see as a sign call? You know what? I'm going to just refer this out so that I can protect my time. Yeah. So um, I, I started as a solo agent in real estate uh, just just about 10 years ago and then joined a team about uh, about nine months after. And then once I left that team, um, short, that's when my business really exploded. Business was really good, you know, even even nine months into real estate. It was tough, but, you know, once I left the team, um, then that's when it, when it really took off. And so probably about maybe uh, a year or two in as a solo agent, uh, that's that's kind of when I reached that level where I didn't need to, you know, I, I kind of had my people and I didn't need, like, people still connect with me on social media, but that's where I know them. So if they're just kind of a, a cold lead because they just saw it on realtor.ca and they don't know me and I don't know them, then you don't really have that foundation. So I would just send it. But yeah, it was about a, a year or two after being a, a solo agent. Uh, that's important. And the, and the first thought too is, well, hang on a second. If I refer this out, that means I'm going to earn a lot less than I possibly could. Well, hang on a second. I, I always say to people, you haven't heard anything yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, what I'm hearing is you'd much rather refer it out to protect your time than perhaps that extra five, 10, $15,000 per transaction, for instance, because that, you know, it's all around the mental health piece and all around your family time and, and how stretched you get. And you'll, I'm sure you'd be the first to make, even doing 50 transactions a year as an individual agent. That's still really, really busy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And was, was there a big obstacle to get over knowing that, well, hang on a second. I still want to get all of that commission perhaps that I'm referring away. Talk to us a little bit about that. Um, well, it's, it's kind of the reverse really. Cause I, I, cause if I'm hanging on to these, you know, these, these little, little things, then I can't go after big things. Right. So it's, it's, kind of the reverse of what you might think, right? It's it's kind of letting go of something, you know, it's, it's the classic, if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? So just deciding what to go after and what not. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love the reverse of that. I'm saying no to this so I can say yes to, yes to, to what I really want, right? And, and, and I think that's what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. good stuff, good stuff. And you had, mentioned, you had mentioned that, you know, married with two kids. How old are your kids? Yeah, five and seven. Five and seven. So it's a very young age, right? Yeah. And we're, it's very demanding. And by the time you get home from work, your wife is exhausted. And you even playing with them after a while because they require so much energy, you, you're exhausted as well. So how are you managing a business and a massive business, as you're saying, with, um, with two young kids? Well, uh, yeah, my, you know, I always say to, to people, my wife, she's the one that takes care of the kids and I sell homes. So we're a great team like that. Right. So, but I, I still have a ton of family time. One of, again, one of my secrets of success, I would say is, you know, I, I really, I think I do a good job of balancing work and life as much as possible. Sometimes of course it's super busy and then other times it's not. So it, it's always kind of this up and down cycle, but you know, just go at it in the busy times and then in the down times, you know, rest up. But kind of just through, throughout the day, I, I try to just create that balance. Um, you know, like if I was door knocking, for example, let's just say I was, I, that's what I did in my early days of real estate, grinding it out on the street. But, um, but now if I was doing that, you know, COVID aside, um, I would not be my best later in the day because I'd be, you know, exhausted from door knocking out in the heat or a snowstorm or whatever it might be. Where now I've kind of structured my business. It's, it's really all based on attraction rather than, you know, going out there and having to, like, I, I hustle harder, obviously, but it's maybe smarter, not smarter, not harder, except it's maybe smarter and harder, just not as hard as it could be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, um, balance, right? And sometimes that you're going to have to be working long hours and in the slower times, you know, using that to, you know, be there with your family and be present. How do you manage when it's busy for, you know, that peak of the market and you're seeing your family or you're spending less time with your family, how do you manage that? Is it a guilty feeling you're feeling at that point? What does it look like? Um, well, I, I manage it really well. Um, I guess, I guess to kind of go back to the basics, like it's, it's kind of interesting cause I've kind of just really, just worked obsessively for the past 10 years. So, you know, early mornings, late nights, but you just have to know when to, when to keep going and when to take a pause. And um, 
a lot of my business, it, it is just, you know, through my phone. One thing I do is a lot of, you know, text communications. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that's rarely on the phone call, you know, like maybe I'm your classic millennial where I see a phone call and I'm like, why does my phone do this? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to do something right now and a call comes up, right? Like my voicemail literally says like, hey, it's a really, really long voicemail because it's encouraged to make them either, you know, I, I want them to either text me or email me. So it's a very long message. But of course, if a, you know, a 90 year old grandma calls me, yeah, leave a message. Right. But, um, ideally I want I hope to talk. that's in your voicemail, actually, <laughs> unless you're a 90 year old grandmother, please leave a message. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Be right back. I got to make that change. Eh? So, yeah. 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 Awesome. But yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a lot easier when you're busy, like, you know, just to send a quick message than to chat on the phone, right? Like maybe an agent calls you and instead of a 10 minute, hey, how are you? Oh, the market, eh? They just wanna know like, are you holding offers or not? So yes, you know, Tuesday, done. I like it, I like it. Okay, so Colin, it might be that time. It is that time. It is that time. So uh, we're going to ask, uh, we're going to move into this little scene here. We're going to put you on the hot seat into the fire, into the furnace. And uh, we call this rapid fire. So if you've seen it before, you know what this is all about. We ask some very serious questions here during this moment. And if you're listening on the podcast, as you know, I'm shaking my head. And Ryan's already answered the first question. So I'm going to give you a pass on it, but here's the first question, right? Let's play a little back. Yeah, you are the best. A little background music. <laughs> Would you rather be talking or texting? The answer is? Texting. Texting. Okay. Favorite season of the year? Let's go with summer. Summer. I like it. Uh, is it wrong, this is important, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No, it's not wrong. Not wrong. There you have it, folks. It's not <laughs> wrong. Okay, this should be interesting. I always like this question. First celebrity crush. First celebrity crush. Um, let's go with uh, Shania Twain. Shania Twain oh. did not see that coming. That <laughs> might be wow. first here on the show. <laughs> That might, I'm trying to think of one of her songs. The I next can't. question, Gary, whose boots have your bed been under? There you go. <laughs> there you have it. Wow. <laughs> That's, it's actually a really great question, isn't it? <laughs> we might have to add that to, to this. We'll add that to rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite junk food? Let's go with the ice cream hamburgers. Ice cream and hanger. Man, I feel like a woman. That's one of her other song titles, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah there we go. I got yeah. one. Uh, is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Unfortunately not, which is frustrating. It, right? It is frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, big dogs or small dogs? Let's go with medium size. Uh, that wasn't a choice. Uh, <laughs> cake. That's who I am. Yeah, cake or pie? Let's go with the, let's go with pie. Pie. Okay. Now this yeah. this question this question is is definitely important. It's it's high in the important scale. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Let's go with sleepy. <laughs> you are the winner. 
That is by far, <laughs> if we've asked 100 people, 99 people have said sleepy. sleepy. Yep. <laughs> there you have uh, it. That's pretty good. Okay. Must be some uh, cognitive thing. Yeah, it <laughs> must be. And, we, and I used to always say, right, Colin, don't read into the answer. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, last question. And and this will this will this this will have an impact on what side of 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 the friendship wall, if you will, that you are with Colin. How about we how about we say it like that? Uh, the Godfather or Star Wars? Uh, I'm Colin's going to be disappointed. I'm not big fans of either, but let's go with uh, Star Wars. All right, <laughs> yeah, it's Star Wars. <laughs> you lost another friend, Colin. <laughs> 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 Very good. A little fun that we like to have on the show. Awesome. Awesome. It's funny because you learn so much um, through, from a person with these rapid fire questions. And thank you. Thank you for, you know, playing along. Learned a lot more about you there. Um, Gary, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um Sleepy. It always comes up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Can you honestly remember dopey, sleepy, grumpy? Or am I just making it all up? Doc. <laughs> Doc. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't I'm going to look. Know. I'm going to look it up later. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Not allowed. Not allowed. Okay. Back, back to, um, taking care of your business and growing your business and, and protecting your business. Uh, perhaps that's the, that's the question, the line of question I really want to get to is how are you protecting your business and, and, and in a sense, adding market share. So you keep hitting that 50 and, and, uh, and offering those referrals out. I think that's an important question, especially as an individual agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, well, for me, it's, yeah, you know, number one, working with great people doing an amazing job, and just keeping in touch, you know, it's really a relationship built business for myself. Um, but yeah, I always say, you know, you want to do an amazing job. You know, like maybe you uh, go through a drive through and, you know, you ask for a medium double double and that's what they give you. Like, you know, who cares? Right. But if they go over and above and well, you know, just like you see it with roll up at the rim back in the day, someone gets a free coffee. They're so excited. The coffee costs like a dollar or two and it made their day, right? So, you know, when you go over and above, that's where the word of mouth really catches on because if you do a, you know, a, an okay job, no one cares. You do a good job, no one cares. You do a great job, now they're telling everyone, right? So, um, yeah, so that kind of mixed with, uh, you know, of course it's relationships when you truly care and um you know it's not about the money it's more about helping people yeah uh if they're more like friends or family than a client right it's kind of just taking it up a notch and isn't it funny how sometimes at least i do i i underestimate the value of like those little dropping gifts or surprises like Colin last week um, we had quantum leap and uh, you and your team and others took a part of it and I'm not I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back that that's not the point but I I showed up with you know a few adult beverages for the afternoon and the morale just went from like you know having fun to like, Oh my gosh. Like, and, and then one of our uh, call coordinators, she brought in a box of donuts and just all those surprises as you're talking about Brian, like everyone was just kind of in good moods and good spirits and, and everything. Yeah. Right. 
I'm looking forward to tomorrow, Gary. Let's see what you bring over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, COVID, COVID as uh, I think COVID is, you know, really separated the good agents from the great agents, or it's made some agents great. Uh, during this time, what have you implemented in your business that you've seen huge success? Without COVID, you would have never done it. Good question. It's a good question. That's a good question. Well, sometimes I sometimes I kind of joke around because because uh, with COVID, it kind of brought everyone onto onto my way of doing things. Like I, you know, I, I'm not. I wasn't big into open houses before. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't big to going in the office. You, you know, I, you can see my uh, my basement office bunker here. You know, but um, so there was things that we did. Like we we always love doing client appreciation events. So instead of um, doing those, then we just you know we kind of just we did just pivoted minorly, right? So instead of um, renting out Sky Zone on Family Day. We mailed out like Starbucks gift cards to our clients saying like, hey, you know, go for a family drive and enjoy some Starbucks, right? So nothing nothing major has, has shifted, um, you know, because of COVID, um, except for really client appreciation events, though we, we still got one in in the fall because there was, uh, you know, we were kind of in between waves, I guess, so to speak then. So we got, we were able to do that, but um, there hasn't been a whole lot of major shifts it's it's more people have been shifting on to how i operate yeah that's okay. that's interesting and, I, and I, I like that you didn't have to alter your business to kind of fit what was going on out there in the industry or, or with the pandemic and everything like that and um i also think it's pretty cool that your your platform was kind of ready for it in a sense and and it's just a matter of adding you know tweaks and and things like that as you're going to do probably during any sort of transitioning market or business right yeah yeah the 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 sale so to speak you know like if a ship was was set and i've just been you know riding the waves Hmm. yeah yeah very good interesting now with um with and you mentioned this in terms of client events and the way things were over the last you know year and a half do you see your business going back to having huge client events or are you going to be changing somewhat to adapt to our new norm yeah we're you know but we're still going to do them for sure yeah we in 2019 we hosted uh, Frozen 2 at the movie theater because, you know, as I said, I got two, two baby girls, as I call them. So Frozen 2 for us was the movie of the year, right? So yeah. went to the theater. We, all of our clients saw it the day after it came out. And, you know, instead of just renting a theater and whatever, we rented a, some actors, Anna and Elsa. So they got some pictures with the kids. They did some songs. We're so grateful that we did that because who knew in two months like or four months or whatever. Oh yeah, and even that year we still, in 2020, we still went to Sky Zone on family day. Cause, you know, my, my business slogan is, you know, we, we play off of the acronym, you know, Brian Ellis sales team, so best. So only the best for you and your family. So family day, we kind of claim as like our holiday. So we always would do Sky Zone. In 2020, we still did that. It was still normal. 
family day 2020. So it's, you know, now Sky Zone's out of business. They're not here anymore, right? But um, we'll, we'll do other oh. things. Yeah, we'll do other things, but we're, yeah, we're definitely gonna keep at it. And um, I, I'm not successful because of the client events. Like they, they, to my clients, it's just a bonus, right? And it's also kind of a talking point where it's like, hey, what did you do this family day? You know, and then, oh, my real estate agent rented Sky Zone. And it's like, what? You know, my agents never did that. You know, like, all I got was, you know, a, a, a box of animal crackers when my house closed, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not hey, a thing. Hey, don't be shooting down animal crackers. That wasn't from Gary either. Yeah. <laughs> I, like <laughs> I like animal crackers. I like animal crackers. Hello. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so we'll keep, we'll keep at it, right? So yeah. as we're allowed. Yeah. And, and I, what are you looking to add? You know, you're always talking about, you know, the, the client experience and things like that. And um, are you looking to add a few things this year or, or to support your clients? You know, what, what does that look like? Yeah. So for adding things, well, you know, I, I like to kind of think of myself as a non-traditional agent. Like, you know, I, I'm all about kind of staying consistent and just doing an amazing job. So, um, so that's just kind of the plan. We're just going to stay consistent and just keep doing it. Though we always love adding, adding things. Um, one thing that's different about me is we've kind of created like a lifestyle brand. So, so playing off of that best, it's the, the lifestyle brand is live your best life. So we have a lot of like, you know, swag, like, you know, hoodies and hats and, you know, mugs. We're always, we're always kind of coming up with new stuff. Just to, just to give to our clients, to you know, just as an item of value and to keep us, uh, of course, top of mind. But we're always kind of adding small things. But I don't really foresee anything major this year. Just kind of keeping at it, really. Yeah. Okay. Now I know you mentioned animal crackers. Uh, you know, as closing gifts. What are you actually doing for closing gifts? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we used to do a lot of like signs, like, you know, kind of a custom sign or a welcome mat. Um, so, but yeah, even recently we haven't really done a, a whole lot. We've just kind of given some of our, our best, our best swag and, and whatnot. Um, and people are happy with it, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I still like to do kind of the signs sometimes, the mats sometimes, um, it's it's kind of like a bonus. It's not it's not like a, it's not a given. It's just you know, maybe we do it, maybe we don't, right? You know, mm -hmm. but it depends on the client and and things like that. But um, but but either way, everyone's always invited out to to different events and and you know, I, we like to keep it fun and interesting. So maybe you're not expecting something, but then a year later you get something. Like one of my clients, they love baseball. So, uh, so then I got them kind of, oh yeah, well, I, I got them a home kind of, I mean, a, a sign kind of like this one behind me here, the baseball one, but it's yep. like a baseball plate and it says there's no place like home and they're big baseball fans, right? So they, they bought the home like a year ago, but I saw the sign and I'm like, you know what, I got to get it for them. So, you know, I think it definitely, you know, made their day and, uh, so we like to do things like that. That, I love that. I love that. So, you know, you, whether or not you did something for them already at closing, but just kind of keeping them and knowing their, their, um, their personalities and you saw something, it just clicked. 
And because yeah. uh, you never know what that's going to turn into. I often tell the story. I was showing other clients a home in the century home. And I looked at the floor and I took a picture of this old century wooden floor, probably similar to the church that you sold in a sense. Right. And I just sent it to other clients who I had previously taken out a year prior hmm. and they weren't ready to buy. Right. Mm. They couldn't find what they're looking. I said, you got to look at these floors. This is exactly what you're looking for. Two months mm. later, we had sold their house and bought them something. Yeah. From that right? text. From that text, right? Because you yeah. never know, a, right? But, yeah. but knowing your clients, if if yeah. I hadn't taken the time, if you hadn't taken the time to create that relationship, it just would have been another transaction. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And and we have, Colin and I have another friend, um, Ben Orsterveld. He's been on, on our podcast before. He's out in uh, Edmonton and that's where his team is. And uh, he coaches his team to not go get the listing but to go find out what closing gift you're going to go buy them, mm-hmm. which is forcing them, right? Forcing them to get into a relationship. <laughs> yes. And, and I have yes. a feeling that's what you do really, that's what you are really good at getting into relationships. Talk to us about how important that is. It's, uh, it's, it's critical, right? So, you know, uh, you know, people want to do business with people they, they like, know, and trust, right? So, and what I always say is like, yes, that's true. It's, it's true in, on both occasions, them for me and me for them, right? So um, the relationships, the, the be all end all, right? It's, it's just literally uh, essential. Um, that's, I don't know, I, I just don't know any other way to do it, right? So. so when you are with your clients, are you just listening to cues that are being said and you're taking notes of it? So at one point when you're out and you see something that piques their interest, you, you pick it up. Is that the way you're going about it? Yeah. Like, well, um, like, you, you know how people always kind of make their sales calls and, Oh, I have to send five messages today. It's like, I don't, I don't do that. But, um, but just like your example, Gary, where you took a picture of the floor and sent it to the clients. It's like, you know, that that's what I like to do where it's, it's kind of more, it's not, it's not forced. It's just like a, it's just a natural occurrence, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Hey, what's going on? Like, you know, I'll send someone a message. I haven't talked to you for a while. Uh, you know, I just went golfing and it made me think of how we used to go golfing, you know, back when we worked at the golf course, like whatever it is. Right. Um, it just has to be natural. Just like how you call and you talked about authentic, People more than ever want authentic. They they don't want. Uh, hey, I'm in a contest. I need to get at least five referrals today. Like if someone did that to me, it's like, it's like you, you know, we're done. We're done. <laughs> no offense. That's that, right? But <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, talk to us about um, your your online presence and how you're um you know servicing your clients that way and and what you said your clients as as you're taking a listing and the exposure that you can get for them online is that something that you're adding to your say your listing presentation or your value proposition if you will i i'm i'm really not like your average person because um my cause my business is very much based on relationships so and I always say I don't have scripts, but I do have things I say all the time, right? So, yeah. um, 
so that's kind of my listing presentation. And, and a lot of the times when people say, hey, Brian, we're thinking of selling our house. Let's see what it's, see how much it's worth. You know, it's, it's kind of just, um, it's just a conversation. Like it's, it's nothing, it's nothing canned. Like, you know, we'll have comparables. We'll, we'll go over things, but um, I don't have to, I've already, I've already, by the time I get the message, I've already kind of won, right? I don't, I'm not there to sell them. I've, they've already, they're already ready to go. They're good to go, right? So it's just more of a, of a meeting, a kind of a formal meeting just to get things started. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no sales involved, but maybe with that said, there is at a high level because they're already sold. You know, it's, hey, okay, yeah. here I am, let's go. <laughs> Yeah. And and you said something important there too, is, you know, you, you don't have scripts, but you know what you're going to say and you say the same thing over and over again. Like we always, you know, of course there's, it's a good foundation to learn some scripts, but if you don't, you know, what's the whole, the old saying is, is memorize, internalize and personalize. Right. And, yes, and yes. Uh, that to me, that, that personalization that comes out or almost that some people, as we said earlier, need that freedom to be themselves. Uh, that to me is, is what creates, as Colin was saying earlier, uh, that authenticity of, of a great agent, great, great relationship builder. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you had mentioned, you mentioned the word best and you're playing on the initials of your name, uh, real estate team as well. Um, what, what are you doing every day to become a better version of yourself? Because based on the little time that we spent, I sense that what you did last month, you're no longer comfortable with that. And you're looking at constantly improving and getting better. Um, first, where is that coming from? And what are you doing to constantly push yourself to be better? It's a good question. It's a good question. Um, I, I, I guess for myself, like, you know, th things are always changing and, and growing and it's just almost, it's almost natural, I think, for people to, you know, keep growing, to keep getting better, right? So whether it's from, from reading books or, you know, the conversations you're having um, or just noticing little things in your business that you have to tweak. Uh, for myself, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's truly nothing major. Well, and I always say kind of, you know, when selling a listing or just general business success, it's there, it's no one big thing. It's just really a bunch of little things. So it, it's just more small tweaks along the way, staying consistent. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just like your classic diet. If someone decides, okay, I'm going to go on this diet and radically change it's they're probably going to do that maybe for a week and then they'll go back to how it was. Right. But if you made small changes over time, that's where the power's at. So it's, it's nothing major. It's just, it's just small tweaks. Um, you know, just like when we never did client events and then, okay, we, we did our first client event and later, uh, a couple of years later, you had, you had another one and it's just, it's just those small things, right? It's, it's nothing, uh, nothing major really. 
Yep. Yeah. And, and what I'm reminded of too here, fellas, is, you know, Gary Keller uh, talks about being 1% better every day, right? Like that, that's an easy accomplishment, but being yeah. 10, 20, 30% better, that's a tough, tough pill to swallow, right? Or an obstacle, 1% we yeah. can handle, right? And and, yep. and and that gets compounded over time. It's the old domino yep. uh, effect. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. good. Good stuff. Okay. As we wrap up here, Brian. We know, we know, you know, your business is, is continuing to grow, but what's next for, for the best team and Brian Ellis and his clients and his family? What's next? What's next? You know, it's, uh, we're just going to keep keeping on, right? So we're, we're ahead of schedule with our goals this year. Um, was an interesting year stepping into it where we were in lockdown and you couldn't plan anything, right? No one knew how it was going to go, but obviously it turned out to be a, a very hot year. So what's best or what's next? I mean, you know. Uh, oh, good. I like it. Nice little slip there. <laughs> we're we're just gonna keep keeping on, you know. Uh, no no major changes. We're just gonna keep doing what we're doing and just keep getting better at it. Um, you know, what's working is working, and we're just gonna keep on the pedal. Okay. Uh, remind us again what area you service, Brian. Uh, so, uh, water the region. So, Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, uh, uh, Guelph, and uh, surrounding areas there. Yeah. So, so that's the KWC region. Yeah. Kitchener, yep. Waterloo region uh, in Ontario, Canada, because people do listen to this all over the place. And, uh, and, and when people do want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get connected to you? You mentioned it earlier, but what's the best way? Yeah. Uh, follow me on Instagram. That's the best way. It's uh, at Brian Keith Ellis. Brian Keith Ellis, there you have it. Very good. We can keep in touch. I can see what I can see what everyone else is about as well. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Very good. Well, Keith or Brian, it's it's a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, and, and to learn more about your business and, and the social media aspect of it, but more importantly, you know, yes, you can still have a tremendously big business and still operate it as an individual agent by the power of leverage. And that's what we kind of learned here today too, uh, having that power of leverage and having the right people on, on your team. And as a sense from, from your men to, to everyone else. And, uh, I, that to me is a nice refresher. So thank you for all of that great info. Awesome. Absolutely. Very good. So uh, for, for Brian Ellis, yes, uh, go reach out to him. And for Sir Colin Campbell, you know how to get a hold of us. I'm Gary McGowan. We'll see everybody on the next show. Uh, bye for now, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to click the subscribe button so new episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. Please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. Now go make it an amazing day for somebody. 